The sound of a crowd. It resonates like no other, right? If you close your eyes, you can almost feel yourself, drink in hand, shoulder to shoulder with friends and strangers, as you all share in the anticipation of what's to come. Because the feeling of being at a gig is euphoric, but a festival is even better. When it comes to country music, there is nothing quite like it. Especially when the lineup is first class. I'm Sophia Franklin, a broadcaster and journalist. And I'm Tim Proddy Jones, a UK country music artist and radio presenter. And you're listening to a brand spanking new podcast, The Country Lineup. The two of us not only work in the country music industry, but are huge fans of the genre. We spend so much time at country music gigs and festivals and get unbelievably excited when a new tour or show is announced. But what we love most about the industry is the sense of community among the artists and bands. They show each other so much love and shout about the artists that more of us should know about. It got us thinking, I wonder what they would do if they were given the power to curate a lineup of their very own. And that's where this brand new podcast was born. The format is simple. We invite one of the biggest names in country music right now to create their dream festival lineup. We have four themed stages and they pick the acts they'd have on the billing and tell us why. And from there, the stories just roll in. So let's get to it. The Country Lineup with Sophia Franklin and Tim Protty Jones. We thought we'd kick off the first series with a bang and who better than a Canadian country star who knows how to rock a stage, Tennille Towns. At 17, she was nominated for a Canadian Country Music Award for Female Artist of the Year. And after years of taking in sets at the Bluebird Cafe and pushing herself in writing sessions, she started winning over Music Row with the songs that would eventually shape her acoustic EP, Living Room Work Tape, in 2018. Her single from that record, Somebody's Daughter, reached 29 in Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart, and she's since toured all over the world, headlining her own shows, as well as supporting Miranda Lambert, Little Big Town, and Dirks Bentley, to name just a few. She qualifies perfectly to be our first guest and joins us now. Tenille, thank you so much for being on the country lineup. Thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to, to getting to chat with you guys. Whereabouts are you joining us from? I'm in Nashville today. I am um, back home for a couple of days. We've been out on the, the Brothers Osborne tour right now, which has just been such a dream. Those guys are the best and taking such good care of us and watching their show every night is is ridiculous. They're just so good. And um, it's felt like this, I don't know, part of me has woken up again from not being able to to play for so long. And I'm so, so, so grateful to to be stepping back up on that stage and singing some songs. And so I, I got home, home last night and we're here doing laundry for a few days and I get to talk <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> Everyone seems to be out on tour and having a little bit of downtime, which is nice. And it's so amazing to hear that live music around the world is kicking back off again. And I can only imagine what it feels like for you. <laughs> It sure does feel good. It really just, it feels like I'm finding that piece of myself again that's just kind of been tucked away for a while. And 
um, the stage is always like somehow, mm. I don't know, I can be so nervous and shy like just before stepping out on stage and like my head is just an absolute mess. And then I get up there and I'm like the most confident version of myself. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that feeling. So it's, it's felt like a, a return to self. And also just the best part about it is 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 a sense of return to the community and like seeing people come out to these shows and just I think the overall yeah. hunger for that sacred live human experience in whatever capacity that is live music I think is a is a big part of that and I think our souls have just been missing that collective joy and mm. collective sorrow and like being in that sort of same embrace and I love the way that a song can kind of just bring us to that to that place so it's it's felt so good to be back I can't wait to come back to the UK I'm like so pumped to be able to I'm hope crossing all my fingers for um, the return next spring so that's when we've got it on the calendar and we're sure hoping to get back there. We can't wait to have you back. That is for sure. <laughs> well, look, we could talk to you for hours about your music and about how the last 18 months have been, the new stuff you're writing, your latest single, all the stuff we do want to know. But this, the Country Lineup podcast, however, is all about diving in deeper and handing you the reins, literally giving you the booking power Love it. for your dream festival lineup. It's all about live music, what that means to you, those artists that give you goosebumps when they walk out on stage, and the people who you look up to. All of that and everything in between. So, let's get stuck in with stage number one. So our first stage is the saloon session stage. Everyone has to start somewhere. You'll have been there and you'll have been wanting a break or someone to root for you. And that's what this one is all about. Those artists and bands that you've listened to or met along your journey who are currently trying to make it. So who would be the up and coming artists on the country scene that you'd put on your saloon stage? Okay, this is so fun. I'm so excited we get to do this. <laughs> My friend Alex Hall is e extraordinary and I have just absolutely loved his debut EP that he's recently put out and he is such an incredible writer. We've written some songs together. We got to meet a few years ago now and um, and he's just he's his voice is incredible he's such a talented guitar player and he had the six strings ep where it was a little bit stripped down versions of um six different songs all featuring like six of his guitar heroes and so he had like vince gill on there and brad paisley and he's he's got all these different songs that just kind of each were represented with um a, a person and one of the songs on there is a song we wrote called heart shut and i got to to play guitar and sing that song with him on the ep and um, I'm so thankful that he included that in his project and that we got to share that song out there. But I really think he's a, he's amazing. He's just a fellow like music lover. It's it's always fun to like run into to people backstage at shows or sometimes we'll get on some of these different radio shows where there's a bunch of different artists that kind of show up and we do guitar pulls. And some of my favorite moments are like, you know, waiting before the show or after backstage and seeing who's going to pick up the guitar and jam some songs. And what I love about Alex is you can just tell how much he loves music. And, you know, we, we're sitting around singing old, you know, Dolly, we're singing Islands in the Stream and we're singing like, he's, he was pulling out some of these George Jones songs. It was like, oh my gosh, I just, I love his heart for music. So, um, I'm a really big fan of his. I think everybody should check out his new EP. 
I love that. And I've definitely heard that track and your voices together blend beautifully. Oh, thanks. It must be nice to be able to shout out to your friends and the people you meet along the way. And how is it on that journey when, you know, you're kind of doing your own path and then you've got other people who you meet and you want them to do well? Is How is that balance in trying to bring people to the forefront, you know, with you and as, as you continue on your journey? I think it's all sort of anchored in in that love of music, you know, from I, just being able to hear other people and celebrate the sort of creative spirit that everybody's connected by is such a cool thing. And it really is that. It's a, it's a friendship of going, all right, we've signed up for this crazy thing, this thing that's kind of really hard and, and you know, is like it's a, it's a slow climb. And so to be able to hold on to some friends along the way and be able to cheer each other on as you go, it's such a fun thing. I'm really grateful. Kaylee Hammock is another one that I just absolutely adore. And Ashley McBride and the three of us this past year have had a lot of fun just kind of like sitting around some campfires and and being there for each other in really cool ways. And that's that's really reminded me of like the, the friendship that, that it can exist in, in music and the heart of music. Because, um, yeah, it's like I, I don't know that I would get to be doing this thing that I love if it wasn't for people that I'd met along the way who were like, hey, I see what you're doing. I believe in this. And, you know, Miranda Limber is an example of that. It's like to get to have gotten the invitation to, to come out on a couple of her tours. And the, she was the very first tour I was ever a part of. And it was just me and an acoustic guitar. And she's like, come play, you know, 15, 20 minute set before we kick off the tour. And I'll just never forget that my whole life. Like to, to know that somebody's like, hey, I see you. I remember what it felt like to be in that spot. And I'm just excited to kind of pass the torch and, and, and include you in, in that journey. It's really special. Almost the other end of the spectrum, I guess. We're talking now about the Hall of Fame. So this is a legendary figure, um, maybe someone traditional country, uh, you know, from Johnny Cash to Loretta Lynn. Um, Dolly has definitely been some, some other people's choices so far. And it's obvious to see why, of course. <laughs> but who would be your Hall of Fame artist? <laughs> I think it makes sense that uh, most people are probably going to pick Dolly, but that would hands down, hands down be my choice. She is such <laughs> yeah. a legend and just such a spirit of one of, I think, one of the best songwriters to ever walk this planet. Mm. And, you know, I, I think she just sets the bar for how to be a really great, accepting, kind you know, enthusiastic, celebrating human being. And then, mm. you know, regardless of that is is also just this treasure of music that we get to carry along with us from her legacy. And um, she she really does set the bar to me. I mean, I, I, I grew up listening to Code of Many Colors with my grandparents. That song to me is just such a work of art and mm. says, captures such an ordinary thing to say in a really magical way. And um, I, I think about I Will Always Love You and it's like, it's just that sentence, like just those words. Mm. That's the chorus. That's it. That's all we need. Yeah. Just say that and say it again. And, and yeah. I will just weep under the spell of that melody. <laughs> it's just remarkable. So I, I would have to pick Dolly for me. And is she is she somebody that you've seen live before? I have not seen Dolly live before. And I am so excited. <sighs> We need to start a Dolly tour, Tim. We've got all these lovely people on the podcast who haven't seen Dolly. I haven't seen Dolly. I think we need an outing. I feel like she just <laughs> needs to do a Nashville home show. I know. We do. We all need to be there. That needs to happen. I'm all in. I will I will be there. 
Ooh, I love her so much. <laughs> but it's so lovely that even, even people that obviously have seen her live and, and know her extremely well all have such positive things to say about her. There doesn't seem to be any sort of contrasting opinions at all, yeah. which is the sign of a really great person and artist, I think. so. I think so too. I think that's a very solid choice. Why, thank <laughs> very you. Solid yes, definitely <laughs> would be my pick. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pick another queen of country, though, Shania Twain, because she was <laughs> maybe not a country music great because she's still absolutely killing it, but she was a big big moment for you wasn't she growing up she was definitely a huge influence for me and I would absolutely pick Queen Shania as well um for some reason you say classic country and right now it's still Dolly but with Shania I just I grew up knowing all of those were the songs I just sang them sang them so loud in the back seat of the car driving around with my mom <laughs> and I was like this is what I want to do I just want to grow up and be Shania Twain that's really it yeah. and um I, I got tickets as a gift to one of her concerts and in Edmonton which is a five-hour drive from my hometown and um I'd made a sign that said Shania can I please sing with you and my mom, I made her, you know, make me a costume that would look like her Miami concert DVD, which I had obsessed over and watched so many times. And so I had the yellow ponytail on top of my head. So did I, by the way. I absolutely <laughs> love that DVD. It's so good, right? It was such yeah. a good show. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I got I get to the concert and I'm holding my sign up and I am singing my heart out. I'm like, this is the best day of my life. And she flukily comes around and like pulls me up on stage and we sang a song together and I, I stood next to my hero in front of 18,000 people in a sold out Rexall place. And I was like, wow, this is it. This is what I, I want to do for the rest of my life. So she definitely lit a fire in me that I still feel every day of my life and I can't wait to hopefully pay that feeling forward to some other little dreamers out there because that moment was pretty crazy. I still can't believe that actually happened. That's incredible. And with that in mind, then what what for you makes that perfect show, either as the artist itself or as a fan like you were there? What, what makes that so special? I think to me as a fan, it's feeling like you're being seen. And being heard and being understood in in whatever kind of moment that is, it's it's. I think that starts with a song and the way that it can make you feel like you're not the only one going through something. But it's it's also in the communication of that and the way that whoever is up there on stage just kind of like wraps their arms around you and makes them feel like they've got you. To me, I think that's that's what the the shared experience of live music is really is really anchored in. It's about the moment. And so much of that can be about, you know, this explosion of joy that's just this high that you leave feeling. It's like you take that moment with you or it's something that just like is comforting to you in a really sad experience. And it's like, okay, that to me is is just as important. So um, I think it's about being seen in the emotion of a moment. We'll move on to the country crossroads stage now. So this is a little bit different and we could talk about country music all day long. Mm. But your Lemonade Stand album has all sorts of uh, elements of music. Yes. And I can see that there's a face in your T-shirt and I'm wondering if that if that face is going to come into the next question. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love me some Aretha. <laughs> I'm such a fan. I would definitely go with this answer. I hadn't even noticed. <laughs> 
Okay, so the Country Crossroads artist is an act that can be from any genre that has influenced you. So country music aside, we still have different elements that influence us and that we can't help but listen to, and whether it's a guilty pleasure or a genre that you can't get enough of. Hmm. So what would be your Country Crossroads act? This is a hard one because I grew up listening to all different kinds of music. You know, it was always depending on who was driving the car and I was the one in the back seat, like kind of being forced to listen to whoever was closest to the stereo. And, <laughs> you know, when I drove around with my grandparents, we went on a lot of summer road trips in their little motorhome together. And it was always classic voices. You know, it was it was a lot of Dolly Parton. It was a lot of Elvis. You know, I think of voices like Aretha Franklin. Representing on your T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Etta James and just like so many of these just powerhouse soul voices that are just irreplaceable. To me, that's a big influence on striving to sing from that kind of raw emotional place and you know with my dad it was a little bit more rock and roll there was a lot of you too joshua tree was always on repeat um with my mom it was just any kind of female powerhouse voices but i think if i really had to pick one it i'd probably go with patty griffin i think she is such a a hero to me in vulnerability and just like the raw edge of her voice and and the way that she can sing something it's like she kind of has this transcending power. It's like you don't necessarily even need to know what the lyric is saying. It's like just the the, the spirit of the song will carry you to a, a memory or a moment in your life that I think is all that you're needing in that moment. It's like this weird kind of, I don't know, transcendent feeling that I get from listening to her. And um, I love all her different records. I was such a huge fan of Flaming Red. Um, that record to me is one of the greatest of all times. And Jay Joyce, who I had the absolute honor of getting to work on on the Lemonade Stand, also produced that record, which was so crazy cool to me. Unreal. Um, yes. So that was very surreal. And then I also love her acoustic records, like Living With Ghosts and A Thousand Kisses. And like there's just so many songs on those projects that um, really get to the heart of the matter to me. So I love I love her music so very much. She's been a big influence for me. Is she somebody you'd love the opportunity to collaborate with or, you know, is there somebody else you'd like to work with or sit down and write with or perform with? Oh my gosh, yes. Any of any or all of those influences that I was just talking about would be such a dream. I got to open um, for C Patty Griffin at a show in, in Houston, Texas a couple years ago and that was a bucket, bucket list item for me. That was pretty surreal, so... Um, I will never forget that night. And, but yeah, singing with any of those voices would be such a dream. <laughs> Absolutely. With regards to that show, I'm guessing that's pretty high up your list of your favorite ever, ever shows that you've done. Um, do you have a particular favorite gig that you've ever played that still stands in your mind as being the pinnacle? Oh my gosh. Yes. That was a really fun one. I, I will say, and I'm not just saying this because I'm getting to talk to friends in the UK, but <laughs> I think playing London was probably one of, I think that was the most memorable show that I've ever done. I've wow. That was my first headlining show that I've ever done. And my first time, you know, being the main name on, on the poster that people bought tickets to see and mm. the fact that people were singing the lyrics to, you know, the second verses of my songs. I, I just was a puddle. I literally cried so much <laughs> that night. I, I was so moved by 
the just the way that you guys listen to music and and appreciate it and the fact that I was just kind of standing there with a guitar singing my songs and to feel people connecting like that really meant so much to me so that was that's on the highlight top of the highlight reel for me I think um the Patty Griffin show was really magical. I think playing the Grand Ole Opry for the first time, that was something I'll never forget. Um, there was a random show mm. that I got to play in um, in in, sh- in uh, I guess it was Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina on the Dirks Bentley tour. And we actually got, our set got rained out because of a storm. And sometimes those mambas that just like take unexpected turns to me end up being such great memories. But right. I, um, I, I didn't get to play my set and I went out to sing a song with Dirks during his. And there was a little girl that had made a sign about, about my song and, um, and I think she had said like, congrats on your CCMA nominations or something. And she was in the front holding it up. And I, I, I noticed Dirk see this sign and he, he pulled out his in-ear monitor and was like, Hey, I think you should sing one of your songs for everybody right now. And I was like, uh, what in the <laughs> middle of your set? So like we finished the, the different for girls duet that we sang. And then he literally goes, I think we should let Tennille play a song. She, you know, we missed her set earlier and the whole place just cheered. And it was a really emotional, emotional night for me in general. There was something else that was pulling up my heart that evening. So that moment was really special to, yeah. to get to sing that song for everybody. So I like all those like random unexpected little, mm-hmm. little surprises where it's like, oh, this is what makes this show unforgettable. So that was one of those for me. I have to say that your your songs are just, they have another depth for me. I remember hearing Jersey on the Wall and I cried mm. because it was, I don't, I, I had never expected somebody to bring out lyrics that could hit so hard and make you challenge your beliefs in life mm. and things that you've gone through and to just resonate with something from someone who's the other side of the world. And I just, I think you have such a great power with your songwriting, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not surprised that people absolutely adore you. Thank you for saying that. That really means so much to me. And <laughs> thank you for, for talking about that song. I, I, it, it just will never... It will never not amaze me to hear people speak about, you know, ones in their life that they have loved or lost too soon that that song makes them think of. And to me, that's the greatest, the greatest honor to hear those stories. So thank you for Mm. saying that about that song. Thank you for writing it. (laughs) (laughs) So the ultimate question then is the main stage and who would be that artist that in your eyes is... I guess, unbeatable Hmm. in that position on a festival bill. Um, Someone that you would happily pay to see (laughs) or be lucky enough to stand at the side of stage and watch one night. Who who would that be for you? Oh, my gosh. I think that that would be Miranda Lambert for me. I really Mm. do. She's just an incredible performer. Her songs you know, cover so much ground. She goes from singing kerosene where you're just stomping around and feeling like fired up about something. And, and then, you know, you've got, or like mama's broken heart and it's just like, yes, like you just feel it. And it, and and then, and then she just kind of stops time for a second. Every time for me that she sings the house that built me, it's like, I am 
completely transported to standing on on the steps of my childhood house and I remember what it felt like to hold the railing going up the up the stairs and it's like the the power of that in a whole set looking mm. at her her songs that really span from from one side of an emotion to the other is so cool to me so um and I'm it's a little bit of a biased answer because she is the very first person who ever brought me out on tour and um just to to feel her belief in in my music from from the beginning is something that's just still so surreal mm. to me I, I look up to her and her art so much so that really has meant so so very much to me to be able to watch so many of her shows and watch and learn from her show and also from the way that she takes care of her people you know on and off the stage it's it's a really wonderful family of people out there so that's been really cool fantastic how many years ago was that sorry that uh, you went out on on that tour the very first tour actually was 2018 and right. it was a co-headlining tour so it was also little big town who took me out um so they they were it was little big town and miranda um and then turnpike troubadours were on it and and i got to come out and play songs before that all happened which still can't even believe so <laughs> it was called the bandwagon tour and it was just such a, a moment in history to get to see them do shows they sang a whole set together every night which was really cool wow. um so that was so special and then we got to go back out with miranda in 20 at the end of 2019 for her um roadside bars and pink guitars tour that was really cool i bet it was that is wicked <laughs> mm-hmm. what a powerhouse of a team as well hmm well, listen, Daniil, before we wrap up and we recap your Dream Festival lineup on the Crunchy Lineup podcast, your latest single, Girl Who Didn't Care, is out now. You are obviously on the tour as you've been talking about. What is in the pipeline coming up? You know, tell us what is happening in Daniil Town's world. Yeah, I'm so excited to just keep sharing music. I think this past, you know, year and a half, almost two years coming through this weird time in history has just absolutely um, forced me to dive into to creating more music than I think I ever have before. So I'm getting really excited to hopefully share some more new songs very soon. I always love to like tattoo a guitar with all the symbols and lyrics from the songs that I, I put out in the world. And <laughs> I just got this, this new guitar. We've got the sunrise painted on it with a couple lyrics, one from Girl Who Didn't Care, um, and I can't wait to keep adding more and more symbols to that guitar and, and putting out more and more songs. So, um, and, and just excited to crossing all my fingers that things in the world keep unfolding in a way that allows us to, to bring people together through some music and um, in safe and healthy ways. So I'm really hoping to get back to the UK as soon as possible and get to travel more places and play some more of our own shows. So looking forward to that very much. Right. Cannot wait to have you back. It's been absolutely wonderful to have you, Tanil. We just want to rattle through those stages. So your saloon sessions artist was... Alex Hall. Your Hall of Fame? Dolly Parton. And Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> your country crossroads? Patty Griffin. And your main stage artist? Miranda Lambert. <laughs> oh, I so wish we could create that festival and have you there too with an yeah, with me everyone too. else we've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wicked. That'd be so awesome. We can't wait to have you back in the UK. Thank you so much for joining us on the Country Lineup podcast. It's been awesome having you and we look forward to seeing what you do next and to seeing you back on that stage. Thank you. I can't wait for that. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit today. I love this idea. It's so fun to to dream about the ultimate festival and uh, <laughs> such a joy to 
to talk to you guys. So I can't wait to come back and hopefully see you in person in the UK very soon. Subscribe to The Country Lineup wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes every two weeks. The Country Lineup from Countryline.